3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life, Like It Matters. And boy, is it getting to be a crazy, crazy world out there, isn't it? Man, it's getting sillier and sillier and wackier and wackier and stranger and stranger. And I don't know if it's 1984, if it's a brave new world, but I know something's fishy in the air, right? Yeah, it is it is like the Twilight Zone out there, man. I'm 56 years old, so I lived through the normal. And now we're in the Abbey normal part of existence, I guess. But, you know, in the world of Mr. Black, because this is my world. I'm not Jesse Waters, uh, I'm not as good looking as him, I'm not as famous, I don't have this kind of money, but just like Jesse says, it's his world, this is our world. Abby, You know, that's what we... Normal. Normal. That's right. We gotta live our lives like they matter. And normal is nothing more than a setting on a dryer. Yet every single human being wants to be liked. Every single human being wants to be considered Normal. You know, we live in a world where they want to define us and separate us. You know, the, there's power in separation. There's power to the deep state to keep us angry at each other, to keep us separated, to keep us from distrusting each other. Why? Because every good victim needs a savior. And when a good victim isn't saved in the proper way at the proper time, then they are justified to becoming a persecutor. It's the drama triangle. And so, man, there's just a weird, weird world going on. You know, for Mr. Black, uh, boy, I've been down for uh, two days. Uh, I had a bad tooth infection, a tooth I'd got a root canal on a couple years back and got it uh, worked on. And then... uh, Went to a dentist because I've been having tooth pain for a while now and said, well, it's bad. And so he said, uh, I could either get another root canal, go to a specialist. Yeah, and then I could get it checked out. And if it's not cracked and all that, then they could do a second root canal and that would be really expensive, or I can just get it taken out. And I don't know about you, but as far as my teeth go, there's a one root canal limit, right? (laughs) So sorry, I did it once. Yeah. So um, I decided to get that tooth extracted, and uh, about an hour and a half into my three-hour chair appointment, I was wishing I would have just had another root canal because that was very painful. It was very infected. Uh, Man, it was was brutal. So uh, I've been recovering from that, and while I've been recovering from that, I've seen all chaos break out. And that's really what I want to talk about today. Uh, Today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about positioning. You know, it's interesting, you know, I think prepositions uh, are all about positions, right? You know, I I love words, prepositions, you know, how many people died from COVID versus died with COVID, right? Those are prepositions, they're all about positioning. And I want to talk about positioning today. You know, how we see ourselves in comparison to the world matters, because that's again called positioning, right? The perceptual positions, there are three perceptual positions, and I'll remind you of those today, that we take in life matter. The social political positions we take in life matter. Look at the abortion debacle debate, right? The way we see ourselves in relation to others. Again, notice the positioning there. It dictates so many other things in our life. And so this positioning, how we see ourselves in relation to other people, uh, it becomes an X factor. And, And because of this X factor, it's important to know thyself and know how to use thy noggin, to critically think and build relationships. Use your head, and man! So, yeah, and that's what this is all about. You got one organ in your body that never has to deteriorate, and that is your head, man, <laughs> your brain. Now, your head will hopefully not keep growing. and look ugly. But hopefully your brain has unlimited plasticity, and you can keep it as young as you want, but if you don't use it, you'll lose it. That's why this radio show is about inspiration, education, and application and today we're talking about this thing called a high horse i love to know why we say what we say right there's a book out there i got years ago why we say what we say it's one of those books and i have about four or five of them i collect books i'm a, a bibliophile uh why we say what we say it's just a cool saying and so this thing high horse have you ever heard someone say get off your high horse well high horse it means it is a request to, ha- to someone else to stop behaving in a haughty and self-righteous manner. I love the origin of the phrase, get off your high horse. High has long been a synonym for powerful, right? Got to get that. Remote for from the common people. That's what high means. This usage isn't limited to being on one's quote high horse, but has also persisted in terms like high and mighty, right? High-handed, high finance, right? Get it? High commissioner. It uh, elucidates uh, power. Uh, you know, when when people want a power position, when you got an egomaniac boss, he'll have his desk in and then he'll have his desk on a platform and then have chairs that people come in his office sit on and they'll be lower. He sits up higher. That's a power position. That's How a power you? move. Uh, it's sad. I've seen people do it. Not only that, they'll have this big desk and then they'll give other people a small desk or they'll have a... A chair that's sitting higher up. Yeah, and their chair will be sitting lower down. These are all about powers. This is all about positioning. So when we say that people are on their high horse, we're implying a criticism of their haughtiness. The first riders of high horses didn't see it that way. See, they were ready to assume a proud and commanding position. That's what happened in the old days. That was the reason they mounted the said horse in the first place. The first reference to high horses was little ones. High horses were large, big horses, and as so, they were often known in medieval England as great horses. So in medieval times, soldiers and political leaders bolstered their claims to supremacy by appearing in public in a full regalia of power, mounted on large and expensive horses, and the sculptural form, at least, presented themselves as, quote, larger than life, almost like deity, if you will. So the combination of the imagery of being high off the ground when mounted on a great war charger, looking down one's nose on the common herd, and also being a holder of a high office made intuitive for the term on one's high horse and what it became meaningful as superior, untouchable. In the eight, by the 18th century, the use of visual aids was diminishing, and the expression mounting one's high horse migrated from a literal to a figurative usage. Deference to people in positions of power has diminished over the years, and we tend nowadays to mock high and mighty people as being, quote, on their high horse, would affect a superior or disdainful manner. The term is now rarely used for people who actually are powerful and remote." And ladies and gentlemen, this is why it's time to take a look at our positioning and take a look at our thinking. Reminds me of a story. There was a man who believed he was a corpse. He wouldn't eat. He wouldn't work. All he did was sit around all the time, claiming he's a corpse. So realizing this is a problem, he starts seeing a psychiatrist help him out. The psychiatrist does everything he can to convince this guy he's not a corpse so but nothing was nothing worked so he came to a, a thought that hey i know what i'll do so he asked the man a logical question do corpses bleed the man stops and think about while. said no 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 all the body functions have stopped so there's no more bleed so no corpses do not bleed so as the man's responding the psychiatrist gets the sheepest grin on his face and he thinks he has him. so with that let's do an experiment the psychiatrist says takes a needle pricks his finger and let's see if you bleed Says dead people don't bleed. You should be fine, and since the patient is a corpse, there's really nothing much that he can do about it to stop him. So psychiatrist sticks him with the needle, and behold, the man starts to bleed. The guy's stunned, speechless. He just stares at his finger. He looks like that lost puppy. He's looked. He's looked in shock, stunned, you know, like he was on like he was on the view yesterday, right? Uh, and he said, "Bang! I'll be dang. Corpses do bleed." See, ladies and gentlemen, when we have a belief, even when it's not true, if we want to hold on to it, we've got to change a lot of other beliefs. And right now, we've got to understand something that's going on out there, that some people elevate themselves over other people based on certain beliefs. And what drives all this? What drives off all this is two things called validation and affirmation. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about those things so that all of us can get off our high horse. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
1: If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net.
4: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413 take freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app listen to your favorite shows see our social media posts enter exclusive contests and more all from the app just search for freedom 1570 in the app store
3: Uh, market drops five points. I'm glad my money's tied up in hay. <laughs> I am black. You are back. Under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Now, how many radio shows do you listen to that you get to hear Mr. Ed talk, huh? I mean, I didn't right know on. John was going to have that one. That was a good one, John. Yeah. You know why he's, he's doing horse references? Why? Because today we're talking about high horse. You know, It's one of those sayings, get off your high horse, and it's uh, about someone who thinks they're better than other people. They're haughty. They're, uh, they're elevated above other people. See, that's why I don't – I believe sympathy and empathy are two different words. They are two different words, but a lot of people use them the same. And to me, I think sympathy and empathy are totally different. I think sympathy is more pity. Uh, I pity the fool, right? Pity. Mr. T, pity. Uh, Looking down upon pity. Condescending pity. That poor you, you can't handle it. Yeah. That poor this, that poor that. Don't you think it's a condescending view? Someone looking down upon you. They're so much better than you are. Poor you, you can't handle it. He's picking on you. You're just a victim. You can't handle it. That is so condescending to me. Yeah. See, I don't like the pity part. See, I believe, though, empathy is the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And see, empathy is not a natural trait, i got to be honest with you. We are selfish creatures. We are. We are selfish creatures, let's be honest. No one will admit this, but here's how it works. Someone uh, that you know in your life uh, had something great happen to them. Maybe they won the lottery. Uh, maybe they bought their second home. Uh, maybe they got their third raise in two years. Uh, maybe they got their second trophy wife whatever. And you're yeah, and you're struggling, nothing's going right for you, man, you can't make the ends meet, uh you can't uh, d- do anything right two days in a row, and so when they have this success, let's be honest, in your heart, you're not happy for them in your heart, you're kind of angry in your heart, you're kind of wondering why God. Why does everybody else keep getting blessed? What's wrong with me? Why does he get everything? Why does she get everything? What's wrong with me? How come I don't get this? How come I don't get that? We are selfish creatures. It's all about me, 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 my, 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 I, 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 I. I. Except when it comes to ownership of problems, right? And then it's never our fault. And so you got to realize that there are three ways to see any situation. Keep it simple, soldier. Remember, the number one weapon formed against us is confusion. And so the enemy, our enemy, the devil, the world, the system, wants to confuse us. What? I mean, think about this. We just went through two years of a pandemic. I believe it was set up. I believe it was planned this way. I believe it was all about fear and power. I believe a big part of it was to get Donald Trump out of office because they couldn't control him. The deep state doesn't like someone they can't control. And so for two years, we were told, you will do this with your body. You will keep your body home. You will put a mask on that body. You will not let that body go outside. You will not let that body go around six feet. You will not go see your sick people dying in the hospital. You cannot have a funeral for your family. You cannot. We were told all these things that we had to do with our bodies, that our bodies could not leave the house. And then we went through this thing where they wanna inject your body with modified RNA with a test product not even technically officially approved yet, which has been protected from any product liability, so you can't sue them for all the problems, which all the problems with this injection are being hidden. We're told that you have no right to do what you want with your body. Why? Because it's about protecting other people. But here we are in abortion. Now, the same people who think it's their right to tell me I have to wear a mask, I have to get a shot and six boosters, I have to stay home, I can't travel without this on. Why? Because it might hurt somebody else. Those same people now are saying, listen, whether I kill that child or not, that's my choice because it's my body. And I didn't ask that little baby to grow inside of me. I just went and had sex. So this is just crazy. It's silly. And so you got to realize, but I could understand people on the other side. See, this is where the three perceptual positions come in. See, it's the ability to understand another person, and that's what we're lacking today. And see, the perceptual positions allows us to bring in understanding to all equations because we can understand somebody without agreeing with them. I can understand the heat and the passion of uh, the pro-choice people. I get it. When I was young and sleeping around and uh, doing what I wanted to do, uh, I was more of a pro-choice person. Yeah, I'm just being honest with you. I'm not saying it was right. It was wrong. It's ungodly. I was just being honest. I justified. Why? Because I wanted to validate what I was doing. I didn't want to feel bad. And so I get it that a lot of people want to do what they want to do, and at the same time, they don't want to feel bad. So I I get that, and I get that a lot of people no longer follow after God, and I get that a lot of people no longer go to church, and I get that people have been programmed all their life that those that are weak turn to God, those that are strong know that there is no God. I get all that. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's true, but I can understand someone that's been programmed that way, feeling that way, and see, why can I do that? Because of the perceptual positions. There's only three ways to see any situation. First position is called self. Second position is called other. And third position is called observer. So self, that's how we naturally see things through our eyes, our belief systems, our BS, uh, our wants, our needs, our desires, our fears, our doubts. It's a default position. Nobody has to teach you how to come from first position. You are born as a spirit inside that tabernacle, inside that body. You are eternal being. You are eternal. You are eternal. Yeah, you are. You can make your own choices, and those choices have consequences. But that's what self is it's ego. If you get stuck in first position and never get out of first position, the consequence is ego. Edging God out. My way or the highway. I'm right and you're wrong. You know this. Listen to AOC. Listen to uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Listen to Joe Biden. They're right and you're wrong unless you agree with them and then you're smart enough to agree with them so you're right see second position is called other that's the ability to to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins that means to get out of your own belief system and step into theirs now a lot of people have a hard time with this because they have to then adopt someone else's belief system that's okay put it on walk in a little bit see what it feels like feel the fear feel the doubt, feel the trepidation. That gives you street cred. That's why I can help so many people because I actually walk in their stuff. I put it on. I put on their pain. I put on their misery. I put on their abuse. I put on their self-loathing. And then I feel what that feels like. And then I can connect with them because they seem to, they think I understand them. And I do. Why? Because I'm walking in it. That's why I serve Jesus Christ. I have a God that came down in the form of man and walked in my shoes for 33 years. He knows my pain. He knows my struggles. He knows the, the pull of sin. He knows the bitterness of this world. He knows what's like to be spit upon and, and told he's not good enough and kicked out and crucified. That's kind of, he knows my pain. See, that's what other is, the ability to get out of your own shoes and walk in someone else's. Now, you can't sit in your own first position and imagine what they're going through. I'm talking about metaphorically getting out of your own clothes, getting out of your own skin, and go over and occupying someone else's skins and actually becoming that person. And then the third position is called observer overview by the way you don't want to get in second position either if you get stuck in second position and just see it everybody else's way the consequence of that is called sucker
2: Not because everybody it.
3: else is right and you're wrong now would it be burden nope and then number three is observer observer is overview a lot of us do this in retrospect you know after event we go back and we review the situation we see it like we're watching a videotape of D- VHS right and that's called observer. Now, if you get stuck in that view, you're disconnected, you're dissociated. And so you got to be able to move in and out of all three. Each one of those gives you information. Like yesterday, my wife posted something. We were talking about the, this whole thing going on uh, it, with the Roe v. Wade, where it was a leaked opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the opinion. This is They float these around as they're figuring out how they're going to vote and all that. But I told my wife what it was, overturning Roe v. Wade wouldn't make abortion illegal. It just gives the states the power to decide on, on which issues. Right, And so don't worry. There's a lot of liberal states. You can still kill the unwanted babies in California, Massachusetts, Washington, Oregon. I think Minnesota is liberal, so you can still kill the babies up in Minnesota. Joke. So it'll be lots of places you can still kill your babies. You just go there. I mean, people go to different states to buy pot. They go to different states to do stuff. So they'll just go to a different state to, to get rid of their unwanted baby. So even if it was overturned, it just takes away a lie that says the – Founding fathers put in there a right to abortion. It's not in there at all. It was it was the Supreme Court made law that day, and it was wrong. But it will not be illegal around the U.S. So I posted that. So, I mean, um, so my wife posted what I just said, that overturning Roe v. Wade wouldn't make abortion illegal. It just gives the states the power to decide. And so then I posted something on there, which I really believe, that I said that I've always believed women were the better of the two sexes. But this is making me question that. To think the most important thing in life to a woman is the right to kill an unwanted child. And I said, this is very sad for humanity. And so this woman who's a friend of my wife has nothing in common. She's a very butch lesbian, which is no big deal, but her and I have nothing in common. She hates God. She hates men. She hates conservatives. She posted this on my wife's thing. She said, Scott B. Black, today is not a day for you to tempt me to interact with you. I don't know this lady. I didn't respond to her. But yet I'm tempting her to interact with her. Quote, it's not about killing babies. It's about protecting body autonomy and giving women the right to decide when they want to have a child. Men get that right and can walk away anytime. And then she says, F off. She told me to F off. She said the whole word fully, Scott. You don't have a say without a uterus. So because I don't have a uterus, I don't have a say. See, now this is what's silly. So this is what's saying that only men can make decisions about men, only women can make decisions about women, only black people can make decisions about black people, only white people can make decisions about white people. Do you see how crazy this gets? It gets silly. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is where people get on their high horse. They think they have a right to discuss, and their way is the right way, and their opinion is the right opinion, and yours is less than and after the break, i want to go into why this matters. See, what's going on is two things. It all has to do with validation and affirmation. We create these beliefs so that we can validate ourselves and be affirmed ourselves. Because why? Because we're not getting it from healthy sources. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm encouraging you. Let's get off our high horses. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
0: Rest assured that I was on the Internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. <laughs> Take a listen
4: to these words about like it matters leadership awakening from a recent attendee.
0: Leadership awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through. And that's executive, professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the The leadership awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge
2: This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. We're looking at a bear market with U.S. markets recently down as much as 20%. That's twice as big as a drop as it takes to qualify as a bear market. So why is this happening? Because there's no easy way off of a bubble. During the Great Recession, the U.S. government poured truly staggering amounts of money into the financial system. And then the COVID crisis brought another flood of new money. This created massive stock and bond bubbles and along with it, inflation. The Fed then faced a no-win scenario. Keep the spigots open and see inflation worsen, or shut off the tap and watch the markets tank. After enough bad choices, eventually things get so bad that there's no easy way out. But there is a right way out. Bite the bullet, take the pain, reduce the money supply, break the back of inflation, and cut spending. It won't be easy, but it worked in the 1980s, and it can work now. I'm Jerry Boyer.
5: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. He's a leaker.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, application. Yeah, puts a new twist on the old term leaker, huh? Leaker thought that was a prostate problem. Now it means something totally, totally different now, right? Ladies and gentlemen, it times are changing, right? We're all talking the same language, but we're all using different dictionaries. But you know, it's very much about self-protection. You know, I've walked with people uh, intimately for 30 years. I've got in the deep crevices of their emotions, their psyche, their trauma, and their drama. Uh, and it breaks my heart. In 30 years, I've uh, walked intimately with a minimum of 10,000 people. To get to know their fears and their doubts, their struggles and their successes, their trauma and their drama, the pain of the past, the hope of the future, and sometimes the pain of the future and an old hope from the past. So sometimes it gets turned around on people. And a lot of it's really about self-protection. A lot of things that we do, we're doing to protect ourselves. We're, 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 we're childish. We're, we're little kids. We don't grow up. We're still these little kids that need protection. And, and a lot of us were never protected as kids, so we had to go into self-protection mode. That's where these things called walls go up. We put up walls. You know, we didn't have walls when we were little kids because when we were little kids, uh, you know, uh, we were free and pure until the world starts tainting us. you got to Until someone up. that was supposed to protect us is now abusing us. Yeah. Someone that was supposed to uh, be our provider uh, is now taking from us. Someone that was supposed to be the one that is is the one keeping us safe and keeping us in the right direction is now using us for their own personal pleasure. And what happens as little kids, we we put up these walls. We put these walls because it hurts and it, it doesn't feel good. And we get disappointed and we get let down and we build those walls a little thicker, a little taller. And we get abandoned or neglected or abused or raped or whatever they are. And we start building those walls thicker and taller. And by the time we get out on our own, when I was on my own at 16 years old in the Army at 17 years old, graduated high school, living with strangers, uh, neighbors down the street because I was kicked out of my mom and dad's house. And so I I was in the Army at 17. I was the youngest in my my platoon in basic training. I took high PT. I got an award accommodation from the colonel. And so I, I had to grow up young. I had to grow up young. But nowadays, we get people who live with their family till they're forty-five years old. They live in the basement playing Xbox and cashing their company checks. All uh, I want is what checks, I, I have say. coming to me. All I want is my fair share. That's it. That's it. Just my fair share, and that's the whole privilege movement. And it's all programming, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we got to get, and it's fed off of insecurities. We have we're insecure creatures. We want to belong. We want to know we matter. We want to know we're special. That's what the whole LGBTQT thing, the whole homosexual agenda is all about, is these people want to feel normal. They want to feel that there's nothing wrong with them. Right or wrong, good or bad, that's what every single human being wants. That's why we had shows like the Jerry Springer show uh, and all that, because there were people who were really freaky who went on these shows thinking that they're normal, I mean, if you knew you were a freak, would you go on national TV and let everybody know you were a freak? Undoubtedly, you thought you're normal, and you're just going to go on TV. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on today is we get people get on their high horse. And what it is, it's a protection mechanism, but it's very dangerous. And it's really shown up in this whole Roe v. Wade thing. Roe v. Wade is is bad law. Why? Because the Supreme Court wrote the law, and the Supreme Court's not about writing laws. They had to find that the uh, whether you, you like it or not, I'm just telling you, whether you agree with abortion or not, that's beyond the point. The law itself, the way it was came about, is poor. It's not proper. Even Ruth Bader Ginsburg says this. She's very prescient. There's an article today about how prescient she was because she said, even though she agrees with abortion, she agrees with the women's right to have one, she said the way that that ruling was done – uh, is weak and it's probably going to be overturned. She what? said it. She knew that because yeah. And precedent. People talk about this thing called precedent. Well, you might want to look. There was precedent in the Supreme Court that said the Dred Scott ruling. You might want to read it. And then years later, they had to overturn it because it was bad precedent. Just because something's precedent, we want to say well, it was precedent. That's how it was always done. Well, we used to watch above ground nuclear test. We were told by the government, it's okay. We used to encourage women to smoke cigarettes when they were pregnant, so it was okay. We used to be able to go get cocaine over the counter. Whoops. Because we used to think it was okay. What's your point? We used to have slaves, right? Because we thought it was okay. But that was precedent. So could you imagine people saying precedent? Well, we can't free the slaves, because precedent. Because precedent, we've always had slaves. So it's precedent. So do uh, you see how crazy that is? It, it's illogical. That's one of the reasons why I want to teach you to use your head. You and I don't need to agree. I, I get that. I, I'd like to follow the standard of the Bible, and very few people do that. So I know I'm a minority. Please know that. I get that. But we should be able to discuss it without telling each other F off. We should be able to discuss it without wanting to kill each other. We should be able to discuss it without one person getting on their high horse and looking down upon another person. And now it's getting silly, all so that we can affirm ourselves. And this is what it comes down to, these two words, affirmation and validation. Here's the problem. Affirmation and validation are all accomplished by the role of the father. Now, there's been a war on men going on for decades. But it's hidden because every two years, the Democrats want you to believe there's a war on women. Because we all now know that the most important thing for a woman to do is be able to end that pregnancy. Nothing else even comes close. Not a joke. That's the most important thing for women. That's just, to me, That just stunning when I think about that. So there's affirmation and validation. These are two things that people are seeking. Let me define those for you. Affirmation is a positive statement or declaration of the truth or existence of something. And validation, something, uh, when you validate something, is give official sanction confirmation or approval to it. The active process of making something officially and legally, listen to this word, acceptable or approved. See, we all wanna be accepted. We all wanna belong. We all wanna fit in. There's a wall that every single human being possesses. It's a wall called wanting to be liked. And every single human being possesses it. For some of us, it is a garden wall. For some, it is the great wall. And validation only comes from a father. And yet men have been kicked out of families for how long? And if you look at the black community, I think three-quarters of kids, 75% of kids, I could be off a little bit. I'm not too far off if I am. 75% of children, black children, grow up in a home that does not have the biological father in it. And so there's, how do they get their validation? See, if validation only comes from a father. A father of the fathers, a defender of the widows, is God in His holy habitation. That's Psalm sixty-eight, five. Because I'm a fatherless person, I don't have a father. The father I had was an alcoholic who abused me. wasn't my biological father. I don't know who my biological father was. And so, in a way, today I'm thankful for that because I do, I only have one father. It's Jehovah, Yahweh, Abba, Abba, Daddy. Right? Oh, you know the thing now. Affirmation can come from almost anyone. See, that's the difference. A lot of people are misplacing validation with affirmation. See, affirmation can come from a teacher, a mother, a brother, or sister, a friend, or a coach. And see, what's happening now, because validation, the father's not around, and men are told now that they're, they're bad. There's toxic masculinity. Men are evil. Even that, that one girl who attacked me told me to F off and uh, really just abused me. She said basically, who am I? I'm a man. I have no say-so at all.
1: This is a See, man.
3: that's what they've been teaching kids for the last 30, 40 years. And so you got to realize all this comes down to those two things, validation and affirmation. I'll show you. So New York City Attorney General Letitia James, she gave a fiery speech at a rally in New York City Tuesday afternoon. She disclosed that she had an abortion nearly two decades ago, 20 years ago. So, quote, this is what she says, Pregnant. As a newly elected city council member, I walked proudly. Listen to this: she's bragging on it. I walked proudly into planned parenthood. She's proud I made no apologies to anyone. The Democrat told a crowd of protesters filling a square in lower Manhattan. James qualified, listen to this, that she's a woman of faith. she even attends church but my God, so her God, this is her God made in her image, but her God teaches her all about love and acceptance. And my God teaches me about privacy. Isn't that great? Isn't that that all in the Bible about privacy? You read it everywhere. Look at Opinions 3.23. You'll find it. Just go to the book of Opinions and go to chapter 3, verse 23. You'll see it. God teaches about privacy. And my God my God says you've gotta make the best decision for your body and for your life. My God says if you love someone enough, you'll give up your body, you'll die for them. So that's not what my God says or his Bible. See, So James said I make no apologies to no one. How about this one? Whoopi Goldberg and the view went apoplectic, right? <laughs> You've got people telling me I got to wear a mask or don't wear a mask or do this and don't do that. Goldberg Rage, raising her voice and taking over the conversation from her co-host. Everybody wants to tell me what to do. This is my body, my doctor, myself, and my child. That's what makes the decision about abortion. You know why? Because when Whoopi Goldberg was 14 years old, she got an illegal abortion. So Letitia James... And Wookiee Goldberg, two black women, and, man, abortion rate in the black community is stunning. Uh, the most deadly place for a black child to be is in a black womb because most don't make it out of the womb alive. I'm just going to be honest with you. And so these two women now want to affirm themselves. They want to have validation that there's nothing wrong with them, that they're on the right, and anybody that thinks that they did something wrong or they're not good people because they got an abortion well, shame on you. Again, this all comes back to validation affirmation, but it also comes down to conditioning. And after the break, I'm going to break this down for you, show you, and just just so you know what's going on, we're pulling back the curtain. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I'm black, and I'll be right back. I'm a
0: man.
5: I do not want to believe that.
0: If you're ready
1: to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net.
4: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
5: Hi, Mike Hilborn here with Roof to Deck Restoration. Is the outside of your home dirty? Roof to Deck Restoration does house washing. A proper house wash restores the curb appeal of your home. Save time and get professional results. Get a free house washing quote today at RoofToDeck.com. RoofToDeck.com.
2: Get that Shack Attack, Shack Barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshack2go.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard, half the staff is gone, and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshack2go.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com, and we'll bring it out to you.
3: It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rackshack
4: attack. Rackshack barbecue. Oh yeah. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening.
1: For probably any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was was amazing. It was amazing.
4: Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening.
0: I'm a man. You're a freak with a
3: microphone. He's a leaker. (laughs) Ouch. Uh, hope John's not talking about me. Uh, I am black, and you are back under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Hey, by the way, we're going to be in Las Vegas uh, next week. Uh, We'll have a Leadership Awakening class May 12th through 14th. Still got some openings. 48 hours that will change your life, that will make you feel 20 years younger, that will get you on fire, uh, that you'll leave there with a clear mission and a vision. You'll come out of there with a resuscitated heart and a revitalized mind. Right on. Uh, Man, you'll be on fire. So go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. If you're ready for the next level, if you want to overcome something, if you're stale or stagnant, you want more out of your marriage, you want more out of life, you want more out of your relationship with God, you just want more, then go to likeitmatters.net and come out to Vegas, and I guarantee you, what happens in Vegas will not stay in Vegas because when you change your life, the lives of those you interact with are changed as well. And today, we're really talking about validation affirmation. Yeah, we can call it, get off your high horse. We can talk about Roe v. Wade. We can talk about all this other stuff. But it really comes down to uh, self-protection. You know, we are self want to we don't like to feel bad a lot of us avoid pain that's why we self-medicate that's why drugs are so big that's why alcohol's so big that's why promiscuity's so big that's why we have to live stream everything that's why we have to uh, binge watch stuff because we can't be quiet we can't be still we've got to have three tvs going on two game systems a radio station over here and then our fidget little fingers doing stuff We're so distracted. We have a tough time being quiet, being still, being the now moment. We're overstimulated, and we're being conditioned in such negative ways. This is why I do this radio show. It's like the Wizard of Oz. There's a lot going on behind the curtains that nobody knows about. And we pull back the curtain. curtain. And I'm telling you, pay attention. Because the man or the woman behind the curtain, they're pulling levers. And those levers are making you feel, they're making you believe, they're making you think, they're making you question yourself, they're making you doubt things, they're making you take the opinion of a stranger versus your family, your mom and dad who loved you, who gave everything for you. They're telling you what's bad and what's right. You can't even think for yourself. And if you think differently, then you're told that you're invalidated. You're non-affirmed. And see, it all comes down, down to validation, affirmation, and conditioning. It's what it's dealing with. The human behavioral sciences have grown so much that's now political science, that you're being played player, you're being manipulated.
5: Oh, we just look at it. Joseph
3: Goebbels, just look up A Brave New World, read 1984, do something, grow, learn. You're, you're being played player. That's pretty clear. It's not, it's not made up. It's real. See, there are only two sources of validation. That's it. Your earthly father and your heavenly father. And boy, let's be honest. A lot of us have not had a good earthly father. The family court system does everything it can to push men out of the way. Trust me, I struggle. I got a kid that uh, I support financially, but the courts do nothing to protect my rights. I don't get to see him. I just have to pay for him. And the the courts kick men out of the family life all the time. They make it so impossible for a man to be involved because all they do is care about the woman. And it's just they make it hard. So men, it's easier for them just to walk away. And so people aren't being validated. And now more people are moving away from God. They want nothing to do with church. So they don't have a good earthly father because men have been canceled and God's been canceled. So there's no God anymore except the God you want to define like Letitia, James, right? Just make up your own God. The problem is we've mistaken affirmation for validation. See, we've mistaken affirmation for validation. Again, we're all speaking the same language, but we're using different dictionaries. And and, and we go after it, thinking this is what we need, but it's empty. For me in college, I was wanting a bit validated, right? Or affirmed. And if I could make enough women go ooh, ooh, ah, ah, then I was affirmed. I was validated as a man, I thought. If I could make enough money, then I was validated as a man, I thought. Because these things were affirming me. The world was affirming me. But validation only comes from uh, my, my my heavenly father. And so it was empty. I have not met many men or women who not have some sort of father wound. Not all of them. I'd say there's probably a good 10, maybe 20% of people had good ch- childhoods. But fathers are all important, and they are the only ones, apart from God, the father into a child. And if they are present, uh, you know, like having a mom and dad in the house, still doesn't mean the dad did his job of validating the kids. Case in point, uh, I read an article about a guy who had a dad. He had no idea how to validate his kids. He did his very best, but was lacking the ability to validate his kids. Why? Because his father never validated him. And this is where the saying from the Bible comes, the sins of the father go three to four generations. See, validation simply is affirmation with authority. For example, in learning to drive, someone affirms you in your ability to drive. But you're not allowed to drive until an authority from state validates your ability with a license. In other words, you don't have permission to drive until one with permission. See how it works? And dads are that authority in the family. They're the ones that can give you permission to be. wives, Husbands, brothers, sisters, peers, friends, bosses, they can all affirm, but they don't have to validate. God gave the father the authority to validate the child. Everyone is looking for validation and our society is played with affirmers. So people mistaken affirmation for validation. That's what's going on around you. And then you throw in this thing called conditioning. And the best example is in Little Albert experiment. i talk about this because it's so powerful. If you don't remember what it is, the Little Albert experiment was a famous psychological experiment conducted by behaviorist John Watson and graduate student Rosalie Rayner. Russian uh, physiologist, I think it was physiologist, psychologist, Pavlov's dog, right? He had conducted experiments demonstrating the conditioning process in dogs. And what Watson did is he took Pavlov's research a step further by showing that emotional reactions could be classically conditioned in people. So here's what happened. The participant in the experiment was a child that Watson and Raynor called Albert B., known today as Little Albert. When Little Albert was nine months old, uh, they exposed him to a series of stimuli, including a white rat, a rabbit, a monkey mask and burning newspapers and observed the boys reactions the boy initially showed no fear to any of the objects you hear that there was no fear at all and by the way we are only born you got to understand this we're only born with two fears the fear of loud noises <laughs> those two are. it's all we're born with everything else is BS belief system it's learned behavior so again The little boy was shown a a white rabbit, I mean, sorry, a white rat, it's not Jefferson Starship, white rat, a rabbit, a monkey, mask, burning newspapers, and no reaction at all, okay? The next time Albert was exposed to the rat, something changed. Watson made a loud noise by hitting a metal pipe with a hammer that was right behind the boy's head. Naturally, the child began to cry after hearing the loud noise. After repeating pairing the white rat with the loud noise, I think he did it like seven times, Albert began to expect a frightening noise whenever he saw the white rat. Did you hear that? It's called anchored. The two are called tied together. So now, whenever he saw the white rat, expected this loud gang noise that made him uncomfortable. Soon, Albert began to cry simply after seeing the rat. Now, notice, he was conditioned, and now, just by seeing the rat, it created the same response with or without now the ding and gong. And this is what our government's doing to us. Watson and Rainer wrote, the instant the rat was shown, the baby began to cry. Almost instantly, he turned sharply to the left, fell over on his left side, raised himself on all fours, and began to crawl away so rapidly for reaching the edge of the table. This is what's happening right now in America. It's classical conditioning. I mean, if you look at what's going on in the headlines, the headlines are court leak uh, confirms a Ruth Bader Ginsburg prescient warning about Roe v. Wade. Um, leaking of support, suspicious, Democratic operative, um, abortion, religion of the far left. Black Republicans slam Swalwell. Eric Swalwell says what's next after the GOP bans abortion, they're going to ban interracial marriage. What? That's what they're doing. They're going to ban all this other stuff. They're going to tell you now they're going to ban birth control. This is what they're saying out there. They're conditioning you. Classical conditioning taught us three things. There's a neutral stimulus, a stimulus that does not initial elicit. initially elicit a response, that was the white rat, an unconditioned stimulus, a stimulus that rel- elicits a f- reflective response, the loud noise, unconditioned response, a natural reaction to give in stimulus, fear, conditioned stimulus, a stimulus that elicits a response after repeatedly being paired with an unconditioned stimuli, the white rat, conditioned response, re- by the conditioned stimulus fear. This is what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we gotta have some understanding. We gotta get off our high horse. We gotta understand that people are being played. Uh, step into other people's map of reality. See if you can understand where they're coming from, what they're saying, and why they're saying it. And then see if you can meet them in that map reality and have a conversation to move them out. That's what we're talking about. Go to likeitmatters.net if you want to change your life because it matters. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you. Yeah, Invergo Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff.
4: Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon Formiga. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like, like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, He'll he'll remember your name too. I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes we had to switch out the chip maybe once and I, I probably had a, like a, a check engine light and I wanted to get it checked on but they never give me a hassle, it's like hey come in, one thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you then you're significant to them, even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like in You'll feel right at home.
5: Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at invergrovehyundai.com. That's
0: invergrovehyundai.com.